Still, we fucked up. Fucked up bad. Tell me something encouraging. I just smoked a buck. I smoked a fork. Oh my god, my first year. We're back. All four of us. Together. I can't believe it worked out. I know. I didn't think you were going to make it with work. I was contemplating flaking. I was going to tell you <laughs> that you were flaking. No. We damn near drove through a sto- snowstorm to get Yeah, here. I feel like we did. It was cold, Timmy. We're up on the mountain. Of course it's cold. I know. Oh, that cold. wind was howling. Hey, you need to pull that mic closer to your face. Then, God dang it. For the fifth time. You there can't drink go. it truly if the mic's that close I to your face. I don't have a truly. I got a blue mountain. I thought we weren't going to mention. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, listen, guys, we're all back together. Uh, hopefully, you guys listened to um, Buck Fever. Uh, we just put that out this morning, so this should be dropping by Wednesday, the twentieth. Like we said, uh, Ryan's going to take this SD card, take it home, and, and get to work on it and, and put it out. But we're all together. It's it's the first in a long time. I it is. I it's think it's ever pig hunt. Yeah, no pig hunt was the only time. Were you there for the pig hunt story? Ryan was there. Were yeah, you there? yeah, we were all yeah. there. Yeah, we were, that was all yeah. of us. <laughs> so it, it's funny that we like can't really remember, but we all have, you know, logistically it's so hard to get us all together like we were talking about in the other podcast. But it's cool to have all four of us in the same room, but it's cool to have all four of us as a part of the podcast because we always have someone to record with. You know, we have options, which is awesome. And I, and I dig that. I do. I really do. But uh, enough about that. Ryan, this is all about you, baby. What's up, guys? So, listen, there's a monkey in the room. That I was just going to try to crack a joke, but it was me stupid. But listen, <laughs> I was going to try to crack a joke, but it was me dumb. But, dude, this is, I, I want to hear all about your, uh, your Colorado elk hunt, man. Yeah, so this, uh, this podcast, guys, is going to be mostly about the uh, elk hunt I went on in September. Right now, it's uh, just about the middle of October, so it's been a couple yeah. weeks since I got back. So I'm trying to stick, uh, string this together as best as I can. I have some kind of cliff notes on my phone. I'm going to yeah. run through and well, just kind of go. The the cool thing about it is the fact that you recorded it. Yeah. Dude, you doc, you had a video documentation, like a digital documentation of your hunt, and yep. you actually posted it. Yeah, we got it on the Ridge to Ridge YouTube channel, so check that out, guys. It's also on my personal channel, so uh, check out Ridge to Ridge Outdoors on YouTube. Also, um, my YouTube channel, if you know, Ryan Tolls the name, so yeah. check that out. Links on both uh, the Rich to Ridge Instagram and my Instagram. So if you guys want to check out the video portion of what I saw or what I uh, made throughout my hunt, definitely check that out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll go through it. Re- um, real quick, I want to preference this real quick. I was actually supposed to go with you. Yeah. I was. It was supposed to be me and you on this elk hunt. And yep. it, it didn't work out, obviously, because I drew that Wasatch tag. Right. And then that excluded me from it. And, um, I was super bummed that I wasn't able to go with you. Yeah. And I remember trying to convince you, like, dude, turn your tag in and just come with me on a cow spike tag, you know? Yeah. No, part of it, you know, I planned this. Obviously, you know, it takes a while to plan all this stuff out. I had to get the tag. It's not an OTC tag. I had to put in for the unit. It's a limited draw unit, but the unit I I drew the tag for, it's part of, like, a group of units in southwest Colorado that takes. Right now, or last year, it took zero points to draw the tag. So, um, yeah, you know, I think you could have picked up a leftover tag for the muzzleloader was what, what it right. was, or you're going to apply for it, but we tried to make it work and it just know, didn't work just out. just didn't work out. So yeah, ended up going solo. Yeah. Which, Colorado, which I think all the other three of us that are in this room, um, commend you 
extremely like high. <laughs> like, yeah, well, dude, you, know, you have some fucking sure. nuts, bro. Savage. Well, well, you know, it just it sounds daunting for sure when you think about being you know out in the backcountry for that long. I think just that time in general. I took off three weeks total. Yeah, and that was kind of the allotted tag or the allotted time that I had to go out and try and fill the tag. But I ended up staying. Um, I think it was 15 days, mm-hmm. um, not including the drive in and drive out there, you know, camping out of the pack. Um, so yeah, I mean, we can get into it. You know? it I, it's pretty fucking wild. I'm not going to lie. Like yeah. I've watched your, your, your video. It was like an hour long of you documenting your yeah. hunt and you, I mean, I've all, it's no, it's no secret. I don't have any like, I'm not some macho dude that doesn't get fucking scared in the woods, right? Like, I do. I get It wigs me out when I'm solo in the woods. It just does. For whatever reason, like, sleeping overnight when I was in Utah, dude, it wigged me out. Like, there's just, it's hard for me to get a good rest. Like, Ed has an explanation for that, I think, though. Yeah, well, he does. <laughs> he does. And, but that, dude, listen, it's I'm true, kidding. though. I'm kidding. Listen, no, I mean, there's nobody. If someone told me, though, put it this way. If someone told me at any point in time that, like, they don't ever get uneasy solo in the woods, it's here full of shit. There's just no fucking way. I'm definitely not that guy. You know, starting out, I didn't know if I was going to be able to last a day or two. I'd, I'd stayed maybe a night over solo in the, you know, in the woods by myself. But after the first, like, day or two, that's just getting used to it. You yeah. Know? You just go out there. You just kind of get through it. You're so damn tired. Yeah. By the end of the day, you're not worried about the noises outside of your tent. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear, you know, I heard stuff outside almost every night that I was out there and I was just like, you know, I don't want to get out, even look, yeah. to see what's out there. So, I mean, that yeah. was, you know, that was the biggest thing was just not knowing if I was going to get through it solo, mm-hmm. not knowing if I was going to be able to do multiple nights out there by myself. And, you know, it worked out like I just, you know, went out and did it. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing. If any, I think anybody can do it. You know, yeah. it's, it's not, it's not like, you know, you could think you're going to get wigged out, but if you spend a couple of nights out there, it's like, you're just doing what you're doing the day before, you know, yeah. waking up, packing up camp, getting your water, Listen, doing I, stuff like that. You're absolutely right. And yeah. it, it comes to the point where it's like, you just have to do it. Yeah. And you know, I don't want to give away too many details, but I spent three nights alone in Utah and yeah. the first night you're super uneasy. Well, for me, I was like super uneasy. Yeah. But that's because I wasn't fucking, you know, a hundred yards off the road. Like, dude, I was way back there. Oh, for sure. You, you know? So it's like, it was different. And then obviously you go to sleep, you're tired, you're out. it it just over the nights that pass, it gets easier and easier. Yeah. But I'm just not gonna sit here and hide behind some fucking Yeah, me either, you, know, you know, hide behind some curtain saying I wasn't scared. Like, dude, there's times where I got scared. I was like, dude, you know. Yeah, there are definitely moments when I was uneasy for sure. But it's you know, you had a you had a satellite phone, you had the Garmin. Right? Yeah, it's not a phone, it's just a text. Or just a text. Yeah, I had yeah. the same thing, you know, that thing's going off. From the time I get into camp to the time I go to sleep, I'll turn it off when I go to bed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I kept in contact with my family, you, know, mm-hmm. you guys. It was, you know, I felt like I was connected still, even though I was, even though, you know, when I was like eight miles back in away from yeah. the truck, you know, you still feel like you have that connection. I think that's a big part of it too. Yeah. If I didn't have that GPS locator, you know, and going in solo, if I would have fallen and, you know, mm-hmm. racked my brain or, broke my leg i would have been stuck out there nobody would have known but that you have that peace of mind that you have that you can contact whoever and i think that was that took a lot of the edge off yeah i think for me at least what about when you'd post stories and all of us would just give you the the ride on keep at it keep hammering cameron 
when we kept cheering you on, that obviously had to give, that was good morale, right? Yeah, no, for sure. Like that was, I would take time to just find a high ridge because the unit, you know, most, I, I'd lived in Colorado for a year and I'd always heard from people that hunt in the backcountry in Colorado, you get up on a high ridge anywhere, you'll find service. So I'd make time of the day to just go up onto a ridge where I had service, post a story, you know, the people that I couldn't contact to my satellite phone, I'd reach out to them. They'd you know, hit me up, you know, I'd have you guys hit me up on the story and it was just like, all right. Timmy said one thing to me, like about, you know, the only thing that's going to keep you in the backcountry. And I think that was in my video when I mentioned that I talked to my kids when you, you know, we were talking about that earlier. Um, he's like, that's the only thing that's going to keep you, uh, you know, make you want to come back. And it, that was the only thing really. And like hearing you say that was just like, all right, I just got to get my mind back into it. Yeah. Cause that, that night I talked to my kids and I was like, damn, you want to go home? Yeah. <laughs> no, not, I mean, you know, yeah, no, I get it. I was well, probably, I don't, cause I don't have kids, but I was probably, I know 12, what you, mean. you know, I was probably 12 days in yeah. at that point. And you know, it's not like I wanted to go home, but damn, you know, it's like you're homesick for yeah. a moment, you know, that, that for sure was cool to like hear from everybody. Yeah. Like I said, you have service, you know, periodically, but most of the time when you're down in the, in like the gullies and the canyons, you know, yeah. and that's where you, where I'd spend most of my time hiking from place to place or trying to get away from the wind. What was your elevation like? Um, well, just at different portions, you know, it was up as high as like 13.7 <clears throat> was the highest I was up. And then where I found the, the elk was somewhere between like 9 to 9.5. Oh, okay. Um, That's about where I was seeing them in Utah. Yeah. So I started up real high. And I figured because at the beginning of the season it was hot, they'd be up yeah. still in their summer pattern. But I got there maybe, I think it was seven or eight days after season started. So I think they started just dispersing back into the timber yeah. at that point. And that's, you know, where I ended up finding them yeah. was deep in the timber. Dude, that thumbnail is so sick. That spike mad dog oh, in you. Yeah. came in on me. Super sick yeah, thumbnail, dude. dude. That's, at the, that's the video, like at the point in the video I'm at right now, yeah. is when you have that spike at whatever, 10 or 15 yards. Yeah. And yeah. then I got home, so I got to finish it in the morning. Yeah, no, that that was probably the, you know, that was, I had that bull called right in, or I called that bull right yeah. into me at 10, 15 yards. He walked, walked right up and right up in my face. And, you know, that was, that was the, the closest bull that I called into me, I think was like at that, that moment in the video that you're at. And yeah, guys, if you watch the video, watch it in portions if you have to, cause it's a, it's an hour long. You might have to take awesome. a couple of times, but if you have, you know, some time, definitely watch it through, but it's pretty rad. Yeah. So, um, you know, I kind of go through the whole thing, I guess. Yeah, man, start, yeah. start from the beginning, dude. Just start in the beginning. Yeah, let's just hear it. Yeah, so um, I made the trek, you know, the drive up there. It took me 13 hours. I drove straight through to get up to Colorado. Um, I ended up, when I first got there, I stopped at a Walmart parking lot, and I think I got like two or three hours mm -hmm. of sleep in the truck that night. I was just freaking jacked from just driving. Yeah. I, think I had like two energy drinks the whole time, you know, on the <laughs> way up there, just jamming out to music. And I got there. The next day, I was... Still tired, you know, just drove around the unit basically just from spot to spot, checking out different trailheads. Um, and I ended up deciding on this spot that was kind of central to the unit and it was on the backside of, you know, we'll call it like a popular recreation area. You yeah. Know, it was like a, you know, but it was, it was the backside of this area. It took me an hour and a half right off the pavement to get to the end of the trailhead. And when I came up, I see one truck, see another truck. Ends up being like eight trucks at the trailhead. Shit. And I pull into the back and I see some uh, wall tents back there. There's two separate outfitter camps at that unit. So yeah. I knew when I go in in the morning, it's probably at that point just, you know, hammered out that spot. Because, you know, I, I can only hike in so far on my feet. There's dudes and horses there. Yeah. Um, plus it's hot. You know, I hike in, 
make my breakfast in the morning, I made like a four mile hike into where I stopped at. And that's kind of where I start the video at. I didn't get the, um, the day before that when I'm driving around trying to find a spot, but, um, yeah, I ended up getting out of there and then, um, head out to a different spot. So you actually, you went in there and you hunted around and then you ended up coming back out. Yeah. You know, I just, I, I didn't hear anything, saw a ton of people, Mm -hmm. saw the horses, Mm -hmm. figured it was just, you know, at that point, you know, just probably just like, it's time. It's time for me to head out of there. And, you know, I, I was checking out so many different spots and everything was semi accessible. I knew like it's so early, I should start just trying to figure out where the elk would be at that point. Right. And then, um, after that, you know, I headed to a different spot. One of the spots I checked out the day before is up on the, uh, is the highest point that I found. And it's kind of the main focus of where I did my e-scouting. Right. Where I parked was in a separate unit. And I, what I, my plan was, was to park in this unit, hike up and over the Colorado Divide. Nice one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, hike over the Colorado Divide and drop into the canyons, into the unit that I was hun- hunting at. So... Um, hiked or made my way up there. Um, I ended up getting there that night, slept in my truck, headed in in the morning. I ended up doing maybe a four and a half mile hike in the dark from my truck. Mm-hmm. Sun was coming up where I stopped against that trail on that divide. And that's, um, that's where I had the first bugles come in. That's where I f- heard the first bugles on that, uh, right. that hike that I was on. And at first, I, it almost sounded like it's such like a high pitched sound, like you hear it far off, and it's almost like it's like the wind almost kind of blowing through mm-hmm. the trees. You don't really recognize. And as I got closer, I recognized it as a bugle. And then um, you see that in my video. You know, I shoot across the canyon. You see that, and um, I made the decision. You know, it started getting loud enough to the point I wanted to go after that bull. Yeah, I dropped into the canyon. Um, I come down. The side the sun's facing, trying to drop in and across to where he's at. I set up the camera, start calling him in, and he's getting fired up. I can hear him raking on the other side. I can hear his antlers yeah. going back and forth. And Your heart was probably pounding. Dude, it was, yeah. I mean, I was shaking. I had my, you know, I was trying to set up the camera in a way that, like, it wasn't going to interfere with me mm-hmm. calling in this bull. But, you know, I, I ended up calling him towards me. What's up, James? How do you decide if it's another hunter bugling or if it's a bull? Like, how... I, I don't elk hunt. I don't really know yeah. how to decide the difference. Well, at that point, that was like the second day of me hunting. So my first time elk hunting, I didn't really know. Um, but once it went from him bugling to him raking and like the different tones, like it just didn't sound like like a hunter could mimic that. And he had like this low guttural like yeah. tail end of it and beginning. And it just almost like it, it didn't even sound like a mimic, like a, a bugle that you'd want to mimic like as a hunter, you know, and it's just like, he did that and then went straight to raking. And at that point, like it just started getting louder and louder. I'm like, I got to go. I got to get towards this bull, you know, and I drop in, dude, the, the sunshine on that mountain, it was just like going through the ass. It was like, you know, it's insane. Like the scenery I'm dropping into it, like was like red rock yeah. inside of this, in this, uh, Canyon type basin that I'm going into. I ended up going down the bull. I called the bull towards me. I hear him coming through the timber. I hear him crashing. You hear him snapping? Snapping trees, snapping whatever he's coming through. He comes through the center of the canyon across the river. I hear him come through the river. I hear, the, like, the splashing of, yeah. you know, him coming through the, the thing. And then it stops. Like, he, 
makes no noise after that point. And then um, I ended up making a few calls at him. Did he bugle at you at all when he was coming across the canyon? The whole time. Like yeah. he was just bugling, coming across the river and the stop, canyon. bugle, and then I'd hear him crash a little bit more. And then the la- what I was just talking about, he was just running like full-fledged. You, it was almost like, you know, you're basically like galloping, you know. It's almost like just some you hear the big animal coming through the brush and you know something's coming towards you. And that's the point where I'm like, oh, shit. It's about to, it's <laughs> it's about to go down. Yeah. And I'm shaking, like, you know. <laughs> I'm trying to, like, figure out what do I do? Because you hear, like, you know, in a two-caller situation, like, if you do any type of research, search, I guess, on elk calling, you're supposed to call and move up. Yeah. Because that bull knows exactly right. where that bugle is coming from. He's coming right in. He's going to try and catch you downwind, circle around you. And that's what I didn't do. And that's what the part that totally just like escaped me at that right. point was just like, I'm calling him in. I'm set up right here. And you didn't move it's at all. Steep. I'm moving up a little bit, but I don't think I moved up enough. So he got, he got up to maybe 50 and 60 yards to me. He started and he barked at me like right underneath this little ridge. And I saw the tips of his antlers just sticking up and over this little, uh, and he barked at you and he barked at me like two or three times. And just this loud, just like, it's just like a quick, it's not even a bugle. It's just like a loud yeah. bark. I know, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. That, that I was hearing that in Utah too, but that was, they'd wind us and you, yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's it's like a bark. You yeah. Know? It's not like when a deer just blows at you. It's like yeah. they'll, they'll actually yeah. like do like a short little bark at you. And then after that, um, I circled around, waited a little bit. But at that point, after I waited, I realized he was totally out of there. He winded me. Yeah. The wind switched on me. It was probably 9 30, 10 o'clock. Oh, shit. Switched on me. And then he was, he was out of there. Dude. Since I'm like a YouTube nerd and everything, I always watch elk hunting and whatever. But I heard that, uh, I forgot what channel I was watching. Like, if an elk barks at you, you bark back, and it makes them feel like, okay, there's another elk over there. It's not, it's yeah. not danger. Yeah, you know. How big was he? Dude, I, I, I just saw the tips, you know, the tips of his antlers. Just the tip? Just were, they, the tips. were they ivoried out? Just the tips. <laughs> Little white tips. Oh, sick, dude. <laughs> it was a legal bull. It was a legal bull for sure. Like, you darted him if you had a chance? Yeah, well, I didn't see, yeah, I mean, you could tell he was legal. Mm-hmm. I think in Colorado you have to have like a four points four, on one side, four points or better. Yeah. So you could tell, you know, you know, if you came in any closer, if I had the right opportunity, you know, Dude. definitely, I wouldn't, have, I would have killed any, yeah, any legal bull. I'm not yeah. going after a trophy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's my first, first time out, and you have a bull coming in on you hot. Yeah. He was Second pissed, day, man. Yeah, dude, he was fired. Yeah, up. and this was early in the season, and I, you know, I don't know, I don't know if they're going to be fired up that early. Yeah. But I mean, I'm by myself, so my only strategy is to call, figure out where they're at try and find sign you know i'm just trying to locate where they're at you know and right the only real way you can do that is with you know a bugler Damn. trying to call them in but yeah you know had that had that whole thing happen did that just in. that just fired you up the whole time huh um dude it pumped me up you're like sure. i'm an elk yeah yeah <laughs> I'm in the right spot, <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah and that was like i said earlier it was kind of like the main focus of where mm-hmm. i was doing my e-scouting i kind of dialed into this main it was a wilderness area yeah. unit that I'm hunting because you can hunt, you know, the forest area. But this yeah. was like the wilderness area that I looked at. Um, yeah, I stayed down in there after the bull blew out. He ended up, um, you know, not coming back. Hiked out of the canyon later that day. It started getting hot. I think I took a nap down in there, got water. Um, but I hiked out of there and I ended up doing oh, like 10 point something miles out of that canyon back to the truck oh. that night. And I was just smoked, man. Just beat. Water beat, everywhere? Beat to hell. Yeah. And in the back of all all of these canyons, you'll find water, any of these little crevices yeah. or some w- sort of pool. Another. Would you call in like a, a horse crew to help you pack if you're eight miles back or were you just going to go back and forth? Well, I, I tried to contact a couple like outfitter services to see if that was possible. I was out there and none of them were, would respond to me. 
I tried calling them. I tried you know, hitting booked. them up on Instagram. Either they were booked. They probably had drop camps or like so, full guided services. They probably didn't want to just help me pack out a bull. So we would just have to gather up, take a day off work, two days off work, and, and go. All of us just go. Yeah. Well, I wasn't. I wasn't bank. I was figuring I had to do this. You know, that's. I I wasn't banking on somebody coming out. Like I figured, if I killed a bull, it's going to take me five trips. Yeah, but you think 13 hours, take two days off work, we could all have that bull packed out in one trip, come yeah. home and literally miss one day of work, two days of work. Well, that would have been fucking sweet. Yeah, would have been mad. Well, sure. we didn't need that call, you know? Yeah. Draw, draw it next year and we'll come help you. No, yeah. no. If, if you're if you're eight miles back and you sent the phone call, I've got vacation time. Yeah. There you well, go. man, dude, like... Just have know. them ready by the time we get there. Yeah, have them <laughs> cut up. Have them hanging we out. We show up, right? It's fucking dead bulls. all bloated and shit <laughs> waiting for us. It's all hot. <laughs> I wanted you to take some pictures first. <laughs> uh, he, know, he knows how to gut now. Yeah. Well, yeah, man. So That's funny. You know, that that was the first encounter that I had with an elk and um, definitely fired me up, dude. It was just like, all right, I'm ready to do this for as long as I need to do it. You know, so I, I headed out of there. Um, ended up, I think, that night I went back to town. Mm-hmm. Um, wanted to get something to eat in the morning because I was just fucking so tired. Yeah. You can only like eat mountain house and peaks for you know what I mean? Like yeah. dude, it it just I almost feel like those do more damage to you than than if you eat them every day. Like I feel as if if you eat them every day, they do nothing but f you up. They do. They, they fuck d- your stomach up. Dude, they tear you up. They give you the worst gas you've ever had in your life. <laughs> and you almost <laughs> got to get used to it. Like your stomach's got to like yeah, you know. It's like go, while, it's like going like, to Mexico and drinking the water. Exactly. That, that's <laughs> all I've had for dinner for like 12 nights in a row. So nice. Really? Dude, that's all I eat is peak. Yeah, dude, the beef stroganoff, man. I mean, fire have that one. Dude, I don't even like pesto. I don't like what's the other white sauce one? Alfredo. I don't like any of that stuff. Yeah. But when it comes to the peaks and you're on the mountain, the carbs, the salt, oh, oh my dude, god. It's so good. That's what you need. Man. Yeah, like you know, the first couple of days, like, what the fuck is this? But the end of the day, I'm. <laughs> Six days in, you're like, dude, that's all you're craving. Even yeah, the, just, even the breakfast one, the because I saw you were posting like, oh yeah, you the, posted like the breakfast oatmeal or something, and you're like, this is is like the, uh, what was it, the like, raspberry one, the raspberry oatmeal. granola and oats or something. Yeah, yeah that was good. Have you had yeah. the skillet or the the uh, biscuits and gravy? No, I brought those with me. I had a couple of them, but I didn't end up eating like, any of them for the morning. So I was, good. I don't usually eat in the morning, so I'll just eat that if it, like the little and all the things of anything. I also brought in like just oatmeal packets. Yeah. Just boil up some water and put that in there. Um, yeah, man. Um, you ended up going to the, you ended up going back into town. Yeah. And I'm going back into town for a burger. Yep. Yep. Thinking got a burger or some pizza or something. I remember that picture. Yeah. <laughs> the next day, uh, went to a whole different trailhead on the opposite side of the unit is the most Northern portion of this unit is, um, so the unit almost like slopes, like towards the northern part. It's all high country. Yeah. So I drove into this uh, trailhead. Took me three hours, just slow going over this little, uh, filled with rocks and just you know slippery stuff. Because uh, the truck I brought was only a two wheel drive. Mm-hmm. It crossed over some um, like waterfall washes. Yeah. I ended up having to stack some rocks over no the shit. water because I knew if I went down there. But there's two. Uh, um, there's no way I'm gonna get back right. the other way. So I ended up stacking some rocks, taking a, like an hour or two out just to do that. Ended up getting at the end of the trailhead, um, hiked up the to the high country, the end of that um, the unit that I'm that I'm hunting, and then I stayed the night up there. I ended up locating a herd of elk that night, uh, real high. I was probably like 
12, 7, 12, 9. But you saw him. I heard him. Oh, you heard him. I heard him. Um, okay. That night I was up on just like a little spine on the top above tree line. And up hearing him like right before like total darkness. Mm-hmm. I heard some cows and um, a bull over in the backside. Um, so the plan was for me the next morning for me to try and get in on them. And ended up not hearing them the next morning. Right. Um, hiked around that high country area that I was in. Just going back and forth across this ridge, just doing, you know, bugles into one canyon. Because basically there is, um, like, finger draws or finger ridges on yeah. each side of this spine that I'm running all down the high country. So I'd bugle into one side, hit the other side, do the same thing, probably three canyons on each side. And I kind of was heading back from the furthest point that I hiked to. Saw, like, a high alpine meadow, some sign up there. But ended up just not hearing anything. The whole time I was up there. So I think at that point, they had dropped down. Right. Out of the high country. You could just see old sign there throughout the whole area. You could tell it's just like where those, you know, those cows hanging a lot of cattle up there. Right. Um, but I didn't see a lot of old signs. So I knew they were there at one point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I headed out of there. Did a real long hike, probably, you know, total 11 miles that day. Um, you know, each day I'm probably doing like between 8 and 12 miles. Yeah. And then um, went back to the truck, made some food, headed to the to the spot that I heard the bull. Yeah. That that first time, because yeah, I figured you know I heard that bull. Maybe he came back. It had been like three days. I heard you know elk will sometimes frequent the areas that yeah. they've been. So I uh, went back there, hiked in. Again, this is running around across the uh, Continental Divide Trail. So into where I had camped that night, I had hiked probably five or six miles to where I'd camped overnight. And that's in the video where you see, like, the squirrels eat my... Um, Your trekking pole? trekking pole. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of, like, the point where I'm at right now. It's I woke up that morning. I came out of my tent. I saw the trekking poles had been just eaten up, and I could hear it all night. Just, just it was like a... Um, like a like a, it was a weird sound, man. It was like... And I... Ex- later that trip... Later this trip, I met an outfitter um, at one of the trailheads, and then I told him, like, dude, some made my the cork off my trekking poles the other day. He's like, what did it sound like? And I explained to him the sign. He's like, porcupine. Really? Definitely a porcupine. Oh, shit. I'm like, oh, that's what it must have been. I don't know. So did you have your bow in your tent with you? Because if it would have ate your string, oh, God. Yeah. Luckily, I let, I put the bow in my tent with me. I had it on top of my pack right next to me just in case. Yeah. And then know. your water bladder, dude, as soon as oh you got to God. that point, I started busting up yeah. laughing. <laughs> that's one of the things you don't really think about, you know, until you actually go out. It's like the placement of your stuff in your tent. Because mm-hmm. what Timmy's talking about, I rolled on top of my water bladder right on top of the little tab where you put your mouth on to let the water come out. Got you soaked. Soaked my all my stuff, man. My sleeping bag, all my gear. <laughs> I had no water in the morning, so I woke up, and I'm like, fuck, dude, I want coffee. Oh, jeez. I want to drink some water, and, you know, I had to hike that morning, and I was just fucking out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's just <laughs> So every, every night after that, I'm, like, putting my water bladder yeah. way at the end of my tent. Yeah. Away from the slant because everything just pooled right. Did the you end. see any bears? No, but I saw a ton of sign. Mm-hmm. Everywhere there was sign. I heard uh, almost every other hunter I ran, ran into was asking me, like, have you seen any bears? Because we just saw one. We saw uh, a mama with cubs. I heard that from two or three different dudes. Bro, yeah. you're like a bite sized snack. That's perfect. Yeah, I know. Like, it, it, it didn't even <laughs> go in with a gun, bro. Yeah. No? Or no. Bear, I didn't bring bears. Wait, so if you didn't have coffee <laughs> that morning that you, your bladder got emptied? 
No. How did you push the uh, the peak out without coffee? I didn't that morning. I was about to say, there's no way. No, I, I hiked up. Um, so that, yeah, that's a couple of days later, you know, in between, you know, where I just left off and where Timmy's talking about, it's just a couple of days. So yeah. I really just, what's up, Ryan? No, I was just reading something on your shirt. I'm not going to say on the podcast. No, oh, yeah. I, yeah. I saw it too. Yeah, we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, yeah, and finding water later on that morning and um, that that hike that Timmy's talking about, I just circled this huge huge ridge. I did a three-day hike around yeah. uh, a big basin and ended up not finding anything. Um, after that, I did another, you know, we can... We can get into the, Listen, into the now, details, I, you know. I, I want you to prove it. Do you have abs right now? Because coming no. back from that, you should have abs. Dude. Lot, I've, I've been eating a lot since then. Dude, I lost a <laughs> shit ton. Dude, dude I lost dude. so much, dude. dude I was, you know. I, I've said it, dude. Like, every time I go out of state, man. Eight-day hunts? Dude, I came back, and it was like 18 pounds Yeah, two, shit. two belt loops, 12 yeah. to 18 pounds every dude, time. Dude, I was like jacked. It was funny, man. I was like, Whoa. You know, I'm like, dude, I need to fucking eat. Check it out, woman. <laughs> now nah, it was like, I, I was, uh, yeah, it was bad. I didn't like, I don't like being all lean like that, dude. Yeah, dude, I must have I ramped know. my metabolism up, dude. Yeah, yeah. Since then, I've been just fucking plowing for yeah. their food, man. Like, I can eat anything right now. Yeah. Dude, Hence did you, pizza. did you see any, uh, <laughs> there's another, did you see any good anymore. bucks? Oh. You see um, any good bucks? I almost uh, hit one on the road actually right back to town right i hit a, I almost hit a good three by three right there's yeah i mean i didn't see a ton of deer i saw a bunch just crossing the road ton of doe ton right. of does a lot of fawns yeah um only a couple bucks not a whole lot yeah uh, they must i think they were higher up yeah than where i kind of focused after you know where i just left off i was mm-hmm. just i tried to stay out of the high country after that right so you basically you're marching around the woods. You're just trying to learn and see everything you could. Yeah. Trying to find elk. Yeah. And I think, you know, up until this point, you know, it's almost like you're just trying to figure it out. Yeah. More than just like more than you're hunting. Mm-hmm. Cause this is my first experience back hunting, back, back hunting or, you know, backpacking at yeah. all. I hadn't, well, elk yeah. hunting in general. So you're, you're going out there to, to learn as much as you can. Yeah. What do you think about next year? From what you learned this year, do you think next year, you, what's your percentage of odds? How, how much did it go up, basically? On being able to fill my tag or going? Fill your tag, yeah. Well, I think, you know, I think a good 25 to 50%. You know, I feel like where I would focus my time right now, like thinking about it, would be a lot lower in elevation. I think I kind of have that narrowed down mm-hmm. because they just weren't up as high as where I thought. That time of year. A lot of spent of energy trying to get up there. A lot of spent time, a lot of spent energy just in the wrong spot. Mm-hmm. I like, so I think, you know, that itself is just kind of narrowing it down to an elevation band. I feel like that. But year you know, to year, that could be different depending year, on the yeah, temperature. Year to year, that could be different. But I feel like um, also starting le- learning when not to call, mm-hmm. like, you know, how often to call. Because I think starting out, starting off, you just you know, like go, going out. out to a new spot, a new <clears throat> state, and a new animal, and thinking you're going to fill a tag is is not the case. Yeah, so it's not, spending yeah. your first year, most people need to understand. Unless you have a, a guide service, your first year is going to be learning. Yeah, like so, people that do go out and do what you did, chalk it up as an awesome learning experience because the next time you go, you're that much closer to filling a tag, dude. Yeah, no, and I didn't think I was going to fill a tag coming out there my first time i heard some recently on um i think it was like a hunt wise he was on hunt wise yeah yeah they made a they made a video recently and some guy was talking about like if you if you put in for these high dollar tags and you wait 10 years to draw a tag 
and you haven't held, hunted elk in between that time, you're going to the Super Bowl without ever playing football. Right. right? Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, that's part of it. You got to do time in the field. We that's what Travis about. says. Yeah, Travis we, Bowman. Yeah. Yep. We, always, we always talk about time in the field, and I think that's, you know, there's no way I would have learned what I, what I did on my own because you can hear stuff. On podcasts, yeah. so watch watching YouTube. But when you're there and you have that disappointment of having an mm-hmm. elk come in on you, or you know, spending time in the wrong spot and realizing you just wasted half the trip yeah. in the wrong area, it's just like you're not going to do that. Again. I 100% agree with that phrase. Like, yeah, like you're going to go to the Super Bowl without playing football ever. I I wish, looking back, like I wish for sure that I had been hunting elk every year. For the past two or three years, whether it was it's a horrible too. unit or if it was yeah, a cow even spike just getting unit, out there, just getting out and yeah. learning, because then Dude, you, you do draw a wasatch tag, and it's yeah. I like that saying. You, I forgot what podcast it was on. I, oh, it was with Bruce when we're all, all four of us mm-hmm. were there. It was me, you, and Timmy, and Bruce. And uh, you were saying that, like, dude, soon as a Spencer draws a like a high dollar tag. Yeah. He's gonna go in like an F twenty two Raptor. You know yeah. what I mean? Because like all dude. this experience he has Bro. in OTC units, you know, that yep. kid like. If you were to say, like, anyone that we know or run with or acquaintances, right, like, if you were to say, who has the best opportunity with, with like, a, you know, say, just say, like, Fish Lake in Utah, like, just a coveted tag, 20 years, right? Like, who has the best opportunity? Spencer Lilly. Spencer's going to kill, yeah. He's going to fucking whack a monster when he gets an opportunity, if he can hold out. Like, he's going to have, because I, like, even in my experience... Like a very little experience. The bulls that I were seeing were not 380 bulls. They just weren't. But go for it. Go piss. Um, hold on. What? Yeah, I think you're number two. All right. Dude, the bulls that I was seeing weren't like 380 bulls. There was there was a 360 bull that I'd seen for sure. And that thing was a monster. But I was seeing everything in between, like 280 to 360. And those 300-inch bulls, tanks. But that's yeah. the thing. Failure makes you a better hunter because it's, it's it just, does. It's learning. I guess what I was getting at is like with Spencer, if he he would be able to call in like a tank. Oh yeah. If he held out, of right. not shooting a thirty or three hundred inch bull. Yeah, you know what I mean. Actually, you know, in those coveted tags, like they're they actually yeah. act like elk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's like hundred percent. Yeah. They were they were acting like elk. Like elk. For sure, unpressured. And yeah, I, well, there was pressure, but dude, they well, were. Yeah, they but were not three thousand tags. Correct. There's three hundred or yeah. whatever. It yeah, may yeah. Be. It was like, yeah, it was like right around there. But for Ryan's <clears throat> case, like when he gets back, I want to ask him. I have a question for him, and this it to me, it's a success for him. Oh, for sure. Because I chalk mine up to a success for sure. Because it was so much. But like now that you're back, Ryan. I wanted to ask you before you so rudely got up and went and pissed, but uh, <laughs> my bad, guys. <laughs> Nature call. <laughs> How many times did you knock an arrow? Three, three times. Dude, you not listen. Ah, you knocked an arrow fucking three times, dude. In yeah. a it, borderline OTC unit. Yeah, yeah. Might as well have been a. You, you put <laughs> literally, dude. You put an arrow in your bow, expecting like. The opportunity, if it per, like presents itself, to draw back and, and dart a bull. Yeah, yeah. There was there was one moment where I thought for sure it was gonna. Dude, happen. that that right there is a success. Yeah. Like, how many? So many people go out and like don't even have that chance. Like, yeah. don't even get into elk. The biggest don't. thing I worried about was just not getting into them. You were in them. We went, or I went on that you know Arizona hunt. I didn't see a damn deer. Yeah. The whole time I was out, it's got my truck stuck. That was twice. the unit you were in. We talked. Yeah, we did talk. Uh, so we got another plan, but, um, 
yeah, that's you know, the, my biggest worry was just going out there and not seeing anything, right? Because it, it definitely was, you know, it's easy to, easy to draw a unit. I had heard, you know, it's going to be hammered by hunters, but but I, you probably still went deeper than most people, even on horseback. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I was able to get in some you know some weird spots. Yeah, you but know? like, you know, like you come from San Diego. I mean, you you've already hunted the worst of the worst. Yeah. So I mean, that, you know how to grind. Yeah, that yeah. stuff's not going to phase you. No, it's steep. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, the, 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 that's the one thing you know you hear it too all the time. You don't realize how big the country is because mm-hmm. we all do e scouting. You look at it, and it's like, oh yeah, I'll just no cut problem. across here. I'm gonna take this this uh, trail, cut across, yeah, drop down that little hill, and like that's an eight hour track. <laughs> and then you're crossing a highway then, or something. Yeah, and then you're going over all the blowdown with yep. your trekking poles, and that's just, that's just no joke, man. It's just the country, the magnitude of like the scenery. You took it all in. It seems like you came back a different person, a, a better hunter. Yeah, and no, with experiences you're not going to forget. Yeah, I feel confident. You know, I could do it. You know, I could do a solo hunt like this again mm-hmm. for sure. It takes um, a lot of nuts to do that, dude. Yeah, and I feel. You know, like I can definitely probably definitely get in close like I did and more than likely seal the deal next time. I, yeah. It just feels like, you know, I put in the time. At least I know kind of where to look, you know, kind of where to narrow it down to. And, you know, that's all I wanted to get out of it was just, you know, feel better about it next year. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, is what it is. I did have you know, a couple close opportunities. You know, one I do want to talk about was when I, um, you know, you do see it in the video. You kind of hear the elk, how close it is to me. But I had this bull, guys. It was seriously the biggest bull I've ever seen, or that you know, right? You know, I don't know. It might have been because it, you know, it was so close to me. It was in person, but dude, I'm telling you, this was like it was a trophy class bull. And I had this bull. I was working him all day. I dropped into the canyon where I heard him across. Um, I had an outfitter camp that I had hiked way past to get to the area that I was in, and I knew that. This this bull's going off like he's just firing off so much. These guys on the other side of the ridge are going to come um, and kill this bull eventually because right. their camp, like it's basically just kind of like waves of ridges. Yeah, and um, they're probably about you know half to a three quarters of a mile as a crow flies, but right over a ridge. So I knew if they set up on a ridge, they would hear this bull just going off. Mm-hmm. Um, so I spent the whole day just working my way in on him, staying on you know, the the right side of the the draw. I end up going through the bottom of it across the um the river there. Waited all day for the wind to be right. I called this bull into nine yards. Oh where I was. <laughs> and you guys, I'm telling you the amount of disappointment <laughs> that I felt when I didn't put an arrow through that or when I didn't take a shot off. It just was like it was unbelievable. What happened? He came up to me. Um he was and I don't know if, if calling a bull up a hill is the right thing to do. I don't know, like, the way that you're supposed to do it. I know that there's, like, you know, certain, you know, things you're supposed to do when you hunt elk. But this bull was so close to me, and the wind was just, in my mind, it was right. He started coming up this little hill towards me, and I saw, you know, his antlers come up. I see his face come up, and he stops nine yards from me coming up this little hill. And I just see his face, his spine, his rack, which it was a six by six. Yeah. It was massive, dude. I'm like, I keep saying that, but it's, I can't, like, I, I can't get over how right. big that bull is. It looks, it looked like something you'd see in some like Eastman's bag. Yeah. But the horns were super light, 
colored and I'm shaking like a leaf again. Fucking arrows in my rest. Just you just hear it oh, really? back and forth. I'm just like, oh man, it's about to happen. You had Brian fever. Oh, yeah. dude. I draw back. I draw. I drew back on the bull, dude. I have full draw on this bull. I'm waiting for him to creep up a little bit. He's at nine yards. He's at nine yards, and I'm holding like right where I need to hold on him if he just moves another foot or two. And wind switched on me. Was it, hold on. Was there not? Was there not? An op like so he came kind of sideways towards me up a hill. So he's quartering to you. So he's following this game trail. He's quartering to me. So if he passes in front of me, he would have been full broadside. Yeah, yeah. But he's coming up a little hill game trail, kind of crossways up a hill. So there's a little mound. Yeah, yeah. In front of him as he's coming up. So I see his antlers, his head, his spine. He stops. So you never had like shot at a vital. I didn't have a vital. vital. If yeah. I would have shot at his vitals right there, I would have went right through the dirt. But that's because the mound in front of you. Because of the mound in front of me and the way he was coming up, and as soon yeah. as the wind switched, he circled and ran down the oh. hill, and he stayed down in that little basin or the little crevice he was in. Um, Thirty minutes. Did you ever have a shot at the vitals, even at like thirty or forty? I think if I would have, where he came up over that little bump and you know incline that he came up, I think if I would have stayed, if I would have moved down, but just the wind wasn't right. It wasn't able to let me do that because yeah. once I went over that little bump. It was going to move my air down towards him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's, he was still, he was scraping the ground with his horns right there in front of me because I'm still bugling back at him after he. How he, far he was he at that point? At that point, 200 yards. Oh, okay. But he, he definitely wasn't in range and there was all this timber yeah. and stuff right in front of him. Uh, wow. But go dude. back, go back. Well, you said 30 minutes. You said he was in front of you for 30 minutes? Yeah, so he's still bugling right there after he wins me and goes down into the little crevice he was oh, in. Oh, yeah. He's still there raking his horns. He was still bugling back at me after he winded me, so he didn't totally blow out at that point. Mm -hmm. um, he probably didn't wind you, and he just heard your fucking The automatic frequency of my... Yeah, dude. Um, but, yeah, you know, he stayed down there a little bit, you know, waited for him to just kind of settle down a little bit so I can make a move. Right. Just didn't, it ended just up working didn't out. Happen. Yeah. He ended up just going over to another crevice Dude, further down. It, like <laughs> it seems, crazy. it I, seems as if you like, that's a good unit. Like, I don't, I mean, I feel like you've, well, I know dude where I was at right there. I ended up seeing uh, a day later, a five by five running down the hill that I was on before. Yeah. A smaller one than mm. the one that I came in real close on. He ran right down the hill up the valley from me. Um, I saw I had a real close encounter with that spike in that same exact canyon. And it's on the other side of where this outfitter camp is. Yeah. So obviously that outfitter camp's there for a reason. Right. You can see that outfitter camp on Google Maps. Mm. So it's been there forever. Like they've had rights to that little piece where they're in for a long time. And I ended up talking to one of the guides that was out of that camp. He's like, oh, yeah, we've been hunting here since the 70s. Oh, shit. So they've had, you know, camps up there. So obviously they're in the right location. And he he explained to me how the elk move throughout the whole unit, oh, where they go, where they right. circle down, and right where, you know, where he told me was where I was encountering all these. Oh, elk. really? So he gave yeah. you some good info. He gave me some good info, but he also told me another spot to go where I, where I did end up seeing an elk, but after that there was just nothing. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. You know, he could have been giving me good info, but, um, so like you he know. He did to me. Yeah, and then after I saw that, you know, I had that opportunity um, the day after that. 
uh, the bull ended up getting killed by that outfitter. That big uh, one? That sand, yeah, that, that big bull. Ended oh, really? Killed did you, by did you see it on the ground? I saw it on the ground. Oh. I heard the muzzleloader shot because I had camped up on the opposite ridge where I came down from. Yeah. My plan was to come back down the same way that I came that morning and got that close encounter. Damn. But what happened was I heard bugles from the other side. Right. Which seemed closer to me. It, it was real loud. Mm -hmm. But there was also, what I realized, there was another drop camp from another outfitter group from where I was hearing these bugles. So they were making the bugles. So I, I went down towards them. They circled the other way back towards the canyon that I was at the day before, and they shot that bull. Damn. The next day <sighs> with a muzzleloader. I heard, <laughs> I heard like it. Yeah, I heard it go off, man. And I, you heard it. Oh. And I was like. Dude, Sounds like, like we need some muzzies. Yeah. Uh, wow. <laughs> well, that was the thing when I actually wanted to go yeah. with the muzzle loader. Right that was what I was telling him. I was like, dude, I want to go with the muzzy. Yeah. And there were two opportunities you could have taken them. Well, you know, you know. It's, it's always it's next year. Next year. Always next year, man. But that's crazy. I'm glad you yeah. went, dude, and got that experience. For sure. You know, man. it's a lifelong experience. It's gonna stick with you. Yeah, I'm glad I got it on video well, as much as I can on video. You know, well, just so I can remember it. Well, you know, next year, go ahead and call on a bull and kill it. And then I'll show up. You can call it in for me. All right. I know, right? <laughs> do you think uh, Do you think you're an elk hunter? Like, you think you're an elk hunter for life now? or? I don't know, man. Like, no, I, I'm definitely going to, you know, this is my plan every September. Yeah, yeah, to, to give go, it a go. go. Good for but, you. Yeah, you know, it's Good hard for to you. label myself as just No, you know, no, no. I meant like, I meant like. You went and sure. hunted elk for 14 days. Elk. You're an elk, you're elk hunter. hunter, bro. <laughs> but I, I'm saying like, you know, are you hooked? For sure. You know, like I said, I'm planning on doing this every September for as long as I can. <laughs> how, you know, how? I'm going to go out and do it solo if I have to. My right. dad, you know, I show my dad all these videos. My dad wants to go with me next oh, year. Boy, be so sick maybe him. go to Idaho if I can make it, if I can yeah. swing that. Um, but yeah, dude, like I'm telling you, like, you know, I'm going to go. You just got to do it, dude. You just got to go. It's man. so fun. And anybody man. can do it. You yeah. Know? This isn't nothing special. Anybody can go out, you know, if you're worried about being out by yourself, just do it. Mm -hmm. You know? Nothing's Any, gonna get you. Know, you. I have to tell myself gonna, nothing's yeah. gonna get you. Yeah, I mean, it'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, it'll be. All How right. bad did you blow your feet out? Yeah, dude. By the end, my feet were pretty roughed up. Okay. Yeah. What kind of boots do you guys run? I was running those crispies. Oh, okay. Little ponies. That's what I thought. Dude, listen. listen. <laughs> That's what I thought. Put yeah. some real fucking miles on them Zamberlins you got and watch how bad your feet are. You see what I did in Utah, man. Wait, you yeah. guys hunting what? Crispies? Crispies. There I'm is. hunting cowboy boots. I know. Cowboy boots. Savage, dude. Well, yeah. savage. Oh, they were but, nice, though. They were, yeah. They were fucking sweet boots. Yeah. You had blisters? You had blisters uh, Towards the end, but dude, I had to put a lot of miles on to even get, you know, they weren't bad, but, you know, you put enough miles on your feet, I yeah. think, no matter what, you're yeah. going to get some... Down there. There's like some like special liner they sell. I forgot what it's called. But uh, your boy Justin. Whoa! Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Shit. But, but dude, yeah, listen, sure. dude. It, it, we're super pumped. I mean, I was rooting for. I was rooting for you. I know Brian and Timmy were rooting for you. I felt like everybody was rooting for me. Yeah, super cool. Isn't we were, kind of, we were living like awesome. vicariously through you. Isn't yeah. it just wild hearing a bugle? Like, yeah, it's, man. It's like it's such a sleep. cool sound, man. Dude. Yeah, and you hear them at night. It's, mm -hmm. it's fucking, insane, dude. I yeah. stayed up for like an extra two hours just yeah. listening to Bugle. It's wild. Night. Yeah, when it'll you hear hook them, you. And like when you don't, when you don't hear them, and then you hear one, and it's like, fuck yeah, dude. It's <laughs> yeah. Like, dude. It's like it's it'll put that fuel right back in your body, man. Yep. It's pretty intense. But yeah, it was a fun hunt, man. It was it was cool to be out there for that long. You gonna apply same unit again? I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. You gotta try Idaho. Just go try different places. I'll try different like. spots. Yeah. If it all falls through, I think this tag I can probably pick up on a leftover. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it might be a backup. Just 
apply in states that collect points to draw. You know, yeah. obviously put back in and get a point out of Colorado if you don't want to hunt it. Yeah, I started the point game last year, so I haven't really been building them up that much. Yeah. So I'm ways out from getting anything good. Yeah, well, it is what it is. We'll see how it goes. You got you know? any questions, Brian? Uh, no, dude. I'm yeah, a huge. Good. I'm a huge fan of the OTC stuff because if work's not busy, then you can just up and go. So, like as as far as applying for for units, I don't really do that. I do put in for points, but I like the OTC stuff because you can just make the time and go if you have the time. You know exactly. Yeah, or if you need to just go one week. Yeah, and then come home for a week go another week or whatever you know, yeah. it's definitely possible i think the unit or the season in colorado is 30 days long yeah. it is it's Jesus. like september 2nd it's to the, the 30th or something the, almost the whole month of september yeah so you can hit pre-rut you know and work it all the way through that, the that's problem why is bow hunting so important though. yeah it's rad otc in so many different states you know just just pack your stuff and go just go with your bow yeah yep, for sure it man. is you know what the crazy thing is is the muzzle loader is actually during Archery. If it if it goes on, that's yeah, wild. it's like you can hunt them with a muzzleloader during the rut if they're rutting yeah. at that time. But dude, I tenth recently, or yeah, this past starts on the tenth. Dude, yeah. uh, a bow hunter got smoked by a muzzy in Colorado, dude. That's the it, same unit, I think. I was was it the same unit? Yeah. Oh wow. He was, he was packing a bull out, and then a guy muzzleloaders, boom. Yeah. Are you really? freaking kidding me? No, I'm serious, dude. Uh-huh. The guy just saw a rat coming through the bushes, picked up his muzzy, was killed, one killed that, a bow hunter. That's one thing the outfitter told me. He's like, dude, be careful if you come by the camp. Because our hunters have been known to shoot at moving bushes. I'm yeah, it's like, dangerous, dude. Yeah, dude. Like you got, he's like, you we got seventy-five year old people. You got to wear orange, right? No, no. I think as a as a muzzle. As a muzzle. Oh, okay. Do. When whenever we didn't do it this time, but typically whenever packing out, I carry an orange vest or shirt and I put it over over the rack. Yeah, on top of the yes the pack for sure. I think we were in a safe zone though. We were in a very safe spot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you never know, you know. It's a good but, thing to do. Sure. But yeah. there was no muzzy open, so it'd be a poacher shooting us. Well, yeah, reg- right. Regardless, poacher or yeah. Oh yeah. Never mind. <laughs> but uh, yeah, guys. Yeah, guys. Listen, I'm done asking questions. Thanks for telling us your story, yeah, man. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to tell it. You know, well, check out the video, guys. It, yeah, make sure you look at the video. He also taught us all that we need to start posting more stories about our hunts because the only reason why this last time I went on that I had pictures in my story like in order of how things happened uh-huh. was because i saw yours and it was like dude everyone wants to see like the video pictures are cool but yeah. actual video is something someone can connect with so you're you're teaching me to to do way better with the whole story thing yeah and no, i had a lot of random people just checking out my story like just like random hunters and just random you know people just checking it out just to look at it and that was cool man and like i would see other like hunters do that you know and it's always cool to watch it like on the story just yeah. a little just so you can kind of see what's going on and then you know obviously posted that long ass video and you can see the details but you know you'd see in the video like all the highlights the scenery and stuff like that so yeah it's always cool to see that stuff so yeah. the next year next year there's gonna be a video of ryan like this yeah hand spread out holding a wreck to make up for uh this year for sure just make sure you You'll have get orange it on so you get a shot yeah just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, well listen man it's 50 minutes man I think that's it. One. What do you think? Sounds good to me. You got anything else? I'm going to make this awkward. You got anything else, Ryan? Uh, go elk hunting, guys. <laughs> Everybody needs to fucking try it. <laughs> uh, Everybody needs to give it a shot. Just go know? try. All right, guys. Thanks, dude. Trust me, of course. <laughs> huh?